Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Level Playing Field podcast. Getting on now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, nearly, we are, nearly yeah. at the Big Ten. Nearly, nearly two weeks to go. Today we're going to be talking about H and Freddie Gibbs. We've also got an exclusive interview with the one and only LG coming right up. So stay tuned for that. It's amazing. So we we have to apologise for last week. We we missed the week, but that that was because I think there, there was more more pressing issues going on in the world. There was the Black Lives Matter movement that kind of took over everything. I didn't feel it was right promoting a 1975 discussion during all of that. Didn't feel right. But you, you've made a playlist. Yeah, so so in a nutshell, um, Tom Mish, very good. What kind of music? Check brilliant. it out. Really, really, really good. Um, and as for the 1975, the album itself was not good it was way too long there, there was a lot of filler on it i felt it was it had very little direction and yeah i didn't like it at yeah, all, to be honest I, I, I was struggling to see the point in it however there were some very very good tracks on there so i've made my own edit of the album where i've condensed it down from an hour and a half which is what it was originally down to like 40 minutes or so and the album that they put out, I gave a 4 out of 10. My edit of the album, I will give a 7 out of 10. So. Yeah, definitely de- declutters it a lot more. It- it's a lot more solid that way, I feel. There's a 100%. lot of unnecessary stuff. But as far as, yeah, if you, if you, if you give my, my edit a, a go, it's worth doing. Even if you're not a 1975 fan, because... A lot of those tracks aren't what you'd expect from the 1975. So I do respect the ambition of the album. Yes. It was more the execution that I didn't 100%. like. That was, that was my conclusion as well. It, I, I like that they tried something new. They just didn't quite put it off. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Go check out the playlist and see what you think for yourself. So the first track this week is by... One of my new favourite bands, they're called Idols. Oh, yeah. They're an incredible punk band. They just released a song, well, it's a few weeks back now, but they, they released a song called Mr. Motivator, and it's got production credits from none other than Kenny Beats. Oh, yeah. It's like their sound is so noisy. It's what you expect with like mosh pit music, but then it's always got this really nice message that they're trying to send with it. It's, it, I, I love that movement. It's, it's just like pub rule loud music, but then they're calling out, you know, like immigration. And one of my my favorite lyrics that they've got is the best way to scare a Tory is to read and get rich. Oh. Just, just hearing front front guy just shouting that at you. <laughs> That's a good beautiful. lyric, yeah. Yeah, man. I really want to go go to some of their shows when they start touring again. They must be crazy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you're into like punk and like all the high energy noisy shit, Slaves, for example, check these guys out. You'll yep. you'll, you'll really enjoy them. And yeah, I'm I'm excited for the next album with with the Kenny Beats production. It's 
it's going to be an interesting one. So my track of the week this week is by Pa Salu, and it's called Betty. Yeah, I love everything about this track, and it is one of my favourite singles so far this year. To be dead honest, it's it's got this super dark, spacey, atmospheric instrumental, which Pa's just riding so so naturally and effortlessly. It's got this really heavy, sludgy, driving bass line. And honestly, there's everything about this track is just insane. I think mm, Pa Salu is one to watch. I think that he's going to be yeah. a pioneer as well in terms of Drill's sound shift. And we talked a bit about this with Heady One's gang tape. Um, but I think this is... I think Parza, he's a, he's a fresher artist and I think yeah. he's probably going to be the one that's definitely worth watching out for. The reason I compare this to Drill is because he's rapping about, um, in his work, he, he, raps a, he raps about a lot of issues and real life situations in the same vivid descriptive manner as many mm. Drill artists do. And his instrumentals are still dark as fuck, but his style is much more musically rich and, and rhythmic. Yeah which is where I think and where I hope it's going to go. Um, but yeah, honestly, definitely check this track out. Check out his other work. Yeah, I, I really like awesome his Frontline track that came out a while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. There's a good remix of that by Use of Days, Use of Days which just like the drumming's crazy in Absolutely. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything Parsley does recently has been great. He did hit the block with SL, SL as a banger. Yeah. Was he on the Party Popper remix as well? Said so he's doing bits. Yeah, man. Honestly, check this guy out. <laughs> you won't regret it. This week on the podcast, we welcome none other than LG. LG is a rapper hailing from Reading, and we actually go back a few years. So when this guy spits, he's like a dragon decimating the microphone with the inferno that's coming out of his mouth. Now, me and LG have done a fair bit of work together, and we continue to do so. So, more on that later on in the interview. But for now, how you doing, LG? Yeah, man, I'm good, I'm good. Just doing doing my thing, man, staying as a dragon does. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. I'm very good. That that was a beautiful intro, Seth. Yeah, shout oh, out to you, you, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> you need that for every guest now. Set the standard. Oh, man, okay. All right, I'll raise the bar a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start by talking about Black Lives Matter Creatives Fund and your new song, Voice of Aquarius. Can you tell us a bit about that? So the whole Black Lives Matter creative movement is something I started just to like get more artists and just creatives involved to support the whole movement. So I'm just trying to yeah, raise yeah, money yeah. and just get as much like content out, whether that's musically or artistically and the whole song voice of aquarius was obviously produced by yourself so shout out to you for that oh yeah man. it's a great beat Thank you. but yeah that's just literally just what was on my mind man just felt we had to get it out there it's the age of aquarius please brutality tearing us brother sister come stand with us mother father come stand with us so trying to market your talent through the struggle so trying to say there ain't no trouble, clearly you crumble. Imagine this was one of your brothers, your cousin, your uncle. Please, officer, I can't breathe. Someone stand with us, we ain't free. 
it, it's a beautiful piece man it's like genuinely heartbreaking I, I put it on my socials and i had a lot of messages sent to me just saying like this is amazing and people really like it man i appreciate it appreciate it a lot hopefully we have some more i think we've got a video coming out for it soon so keep updated man that's amazing it's especially great as well because there's a fundraiser going along with that isn't yeah, it yeah yeah and that's already on what the target was 250 pounds and we're now on what 260 yeah 260 we've only been going on for like not even just under a week i think it's mad considering you messaged me like well a week ago and you, and you said yo i've got this idea for a fundraiser thing do you reckon maybe we'll hit 100 <laughs> yeah like 100 I know, man. <laughs> and and now like we've we've raised the target to 500 because you know it's, it's doing so well it's amazing but big up to everyone who's donated yeah you're definitely all, you're all we appreciate it we love a lot. you and hopefully we'll just keep going from there and just see what happens really yeah man mm. So uh, we're gonna, gonna we've got like a choice of a few charities that we're gonna donate to over like an amount of time so we have uh, Stephen Lawrence charity Black Minds Matter London Youth and Generating Genius they were like the four main charities we were looking into so mm. for the start I think we're donating to Black Minds Matter and then from there that's up because obviously we've only hit our first goal of 250 so then after that, we're going to just contact more different charities and just see how many we can get involved in the whole, just in movement, really. That's sick, man. It's amazing what you're doing, man. Thank you, how, man. how have you been feeling kind of in general with with the movement starting and um, seeing all the stuff the on socials? The whole situation, it's very overwhelming, I'd have to say. But yeah. I feel like now we're in like a stage with social media and everything that you're you're gonna see it either way like you can't turn a blind eye to it really so either way it's gonna have to you're gonna have to educate yourself and definitely learn about it and just take care of your like your mental health really like with everything going on is most important i'd say i think let's move on to something more positive now and talk a bit about your music tell us a bit about some of your most past recent projects. album out motion picture murder which I'd say... That's banging, Yeah, man. thank you, man. Thank you. That's a great album. That's probably one of my favourite projects I've done so far. But i got a lot of upcoming music to be released and just so much stuff to record because of lockdown, obviously. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, it's been a bit, a bit crazy. But hopefully soon <laughs> I'll be able to just start getting more content out and everything. Singles, nice. visuals and everything, really, man. I mean, Motion Picture Murder, I mean... If you've not heard that, I definitely re- recommend giving that a go. It's produced by a guy called Selex. And the whole thing is just, it's all these weird musical intricacies and influences that are all just tied together. And then you've got these hard beats laid on top. And then, of course, you've got LG just spitting on all of them. And the whole thing just comes together. It's, what, 20 minutes or so? Yeah, I think but it's like a 20 minute album or something. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just straight fire. If you're into your horror, then you'll be into that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what sort of things, um, when you were growing up or even recently, inspired you, um, your music? I first started actually rapping because basically I was making beats first. I wanted to be a producer. And I was making right. beats to 
for me to rap on because I didn't want to spend the money on YouTube beats and everything. Yeah. So, so I just thought, oh yeah, I'll just make beats. Then I was just like, I don't know. I wanted to take the map with the rap more seriously because I just felt that was just more me. And obviously, once I went to college and everything, I met producers such as Seth and everything. And then we just started just making more music with different producers. And I was just getting, nice. I don't know, I just thought the rap was just more me than the producing side of it. So yeah. I just took that. But my main influences, I'd say, probably like Joey Badass, Flatbush Zombies. I used to listen to them a lot, still do. Nice. But I listen to quite a lot of reggae as well, which I say influences me a lot. I want to try and incorporate that somehow into the rap at some point. I don't think many artists are doing that, to be fair. Yeah. Like, kind of reggae-tinged rap. I can't, I can't think of any of the top I don't of think there's many. I think only the song I know, Little Sims, that Wounds song with Chronic. Yeah, with Chronic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that song, that's I haven't really... Yeah, that song bangs. But yeah, I, I love Little <laughs> have you Have you had the chance to see a No, live? I haven't. Have you? Yeah, we went together. Um, definitely recommend her. She's one of the best because live bands so good, always they, they all just stepped out in these like they're, they're all dressed in white white suits and all the, all the instruments are white as well like the guitars everything the whole stage man yeah, that's it, it is it brilliant incredible I haven't been to many gigs <laughs> I need to I need to start going to more 100% more, man. bit impossible at the moment but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. we'll see we'll see <laughs> so what, what what kind of stuff you listen to uh, at the moment to be honest at the moment all I really listen to is like reggae to be honest just uh, fair enough yeah I've got quite a lot of are, reggae are there playlists. any are there any modern reggae artists that you listen to like that still make music or uh, reggae artists I'd go with probably Sizzler or yeah probably Sizzler if you haven't heard of him um, I'll check him out I'm not yeah definitely for... check him out but for other than that I'd probably say big influences now I like Earth Gang a lot and oh yeah music, Earth Gang yeah, yeah. love them yeah. And the Dreamville album, I liked a lot. Yeah, man. Speaking of new reggae, that that new Chronic song, De La Move. Oh, yeah. That's, you sent that to me. That's, that, <laughs> that, that song, bangs. man. That's, that song bangs. Yeah. The whole beat and everything. It's just the way it comes together, man. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, man. It's, it's great. Yeah. So good. Can you pinpoint one album in particular that had a big impact on you or influenced your music? Maybe it's your favorite album. Is there uh, one in particular? Yeah, Seth will probably know. I've probably spoke to him about this. Uh, it's an album called Distant Relatives by um, Damien Marley and Nas. Oh, nice. That album is just, from like young, I've always listened to that. It's just it's just banging, man. Check it out, definitely. I recommend I it. You're the second person to great Nas as well. Yeah, man. I've got a pretty deep question for you now. Hmm. To you, LG, yeah. what's the meaning of music? What does music mean to you? Why do you do what you do? That's a big question, but I'm glad you asked that. Music, to me, everything with music is just emotion, man. Like anything you're feeling, you can get it out through music. I feel like it's very therapeutic in a way. Like music, it just it sets a mood or you can put your mood into music. So I like to resonate mm. how I'm feeling with my music a lot and just speak what's on my mind to just try and release everything. Yeah, man. But, it's, a good, it's like sharing a moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. It's the only way you can really express that. It's like a portal into into the mind. Yeah, man. You can like proper... You can't get that through any other medium, you know? 
Now that's true. You just got to definitely paint a picture with music. Definitely. Proper. Sure, that's a good answer, man. <laughs> Get people in their feelings no. if you have to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so where where would LG be in five years? Do you reckon? If you if you could have it your way, what would you like to be doing in five years? Touring the world, sending out shows. No. Nice. Uh, <laughs> But no, I just want to, I do want to like just do a lot of things like help like communities out as well with my music and yeah. just do well, it like a whole positive that, way, like, just pave a different way for artists who. You're, you're already doing that with the, the Black Lives Matter Creative Fund. It shows that, you know, as as you progress and move forward and start to blow up, I think bigger and better things, you know, can do more to give back. Yeah, man. Definitely, man. Um, so I want to talk a bit about the genres. So we've talked about reggae, but are there any more genres that you want to move into? And are there any that mm. you would absolutely avoid? I think throughout like, the career, <laughs> I, I want to get into more like jazz with the rap and try and incorporate more jazz music as well as reggae, obviously. But I think jazz is a cool way to go with hip hop and everything. Everyone says jazz. I swear, yeah, everyone has said jazz. Yeah, jazz, jazz is the one, man. <laughs> I think I don't know what I'd avoid. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to say pop. It's it, pop's got j- broad though, isn't it? You, you can do yeah. a lot of sounds within pop. I feel like. I mean, if if you release a song mm. and it blows up, you've got a pop song. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> pop is very commercial, I guess. Yeah, that is true. It, yeah, yeah. So you don't want a, you don't want a commercial sound, I guess. That's fair, man. Yeah, I'm trying to just have the experimental sound and everything. Well, as long as you're never sounding like Katy Perry, I think you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So, we spoke a bit about live music Mm. earlier on. So, I've got to ask, when lockdown is lifted, will we be able to catch you playing some shows? 100%. It's been, it's been a long time and I've had a lot of people telling me that I need to do a show and that I need to actually <laughs> yeah, <man>. put something <laughs> on. <laughs> so I think it's just time that I should just do it. Got to face the fear, man. For sure, man. Just get Definitely, out man. Is, is that been something that you've been worried about? Like performing? Do you get any anxiety? Yeah, no, I definitely say I get anxiety like for performing. But I don't know. I feel like yeah. I just it's something I just have to do first yeah, to actually yeah, overcome yeah. the whole mm. thing. I asked the first time. I think I just enjoy it. I've only done one performance before, but you get so mm. nervous beforehand, and then once you're up there, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, it must be a great experience, yeah. and just energy must be good. The initial fear of it is more nerve wracking than the performance itself. But yeah, I would definitely look forward to seeing you playing some shows, man. Yeah, it's man, fucking great. Hundred percent. Hopefully soon, man. With all this lockdown, if it's over soon, then I'll try sort something out. Sick. <laughs> Well, nice. you will see my face there, man. I can <laughs> tell you that. That's good, though, man. Probably play some of our songs cool. as well. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I can hop up on stage <laughs> with you if you want. Yeah, go for it, man. Hype, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We do this thing on the podcast called Technique of the Week, and this is basically Seth talking about a production technique that he's thought of Usually just really weird and wacky, like the weirder the better. <laughs> Give him some examples, Seth. Well, we, we've had 
my, we've had my favorite one, which is the cat bass, which is where you, you, you get your cat, you record your cat purring, you sample that, and you do whatever the fuck, you reamp it, distort it, whatever. <laughs> you got a bass. So have you got any weird techniques that you use in your music or that you would mm. like to use? I wouldn't say it's a technique, but sometimes when I record, I like to just get in my zone type of thing. So right. like I like turn the lights off and I'll put like sunglasses on or something and put my hood up or something. Oh, oh sunglasses, <laughs> man. <That's, Yeah. laughs> that doesn't get bigged up enough, man. No, sunglasses, <laughs> they do the job sometimes, man. Yeah. I, I struggle to get, you have to get into a persona for rapping. Isn't mm. it? You have to, your artist persona is different to the one that you talk to your mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've struggled with that in lockdown, being being stuck in the same house. I can't I can't bring out the rapping persona where my mum's next door. It's yeah, not no, happening. I agree, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't do that, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, sunglasses is a good tip. Just, you have to get in that mindset, isn't it? Sunglasses, like for me, sunglasses a lot of the time make or break a beat, man. It's like they they put you in that wave instantly. They, they don't get talked about enough. I'll get a better recordings of sunglasses, man. First tape will be exactly. the best tape. It's just a fact, isn't it? It's just science. It's just, it's just, yeah, just make a mixtape with just sunglasses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you did takes like with sunglasses and without sunglasses, you put them next to each other. There'll be a difference. You could like, do a blind test and you could tell. Sci- scientifically proven that they, they... It's like adding a plug-in, isn't it? It's like... Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. The sunglasses filter. It's like a sound gooder. Straight away. <laughs> so if I ever come to the studio, you just see me pull up in sunglasses, probably. Because yes. So you, just got to be done. And you man. know, you know, it's going down, man. You, you know, some good shit 100%. is going to be recorded. You would not yeah, be allowed in without sunglasses. So <laughs> rule. Cool. Um, I got one more question. We find that right now it's really hard to market your music and market yourself. Have you got any ideas or, or tips on um, how to get your music out there? Any creative ways to use social media that you've you found to share your music to other people? I'd say just, I don't know, it's hard because everyone's doing the same thing at the moment. You really just have to do yeah. something so different. Yeah. Get your music out as many platforms as you can, even if it's TikTok, man. Yeah, like, because Seth hates TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him, man, but so many people use it. It's worldwide. Like, if you put music on there, it'll probably get to a fair yeah. amount of people. But other than that, I'd yeah. just say just try to be different with it. Just get as creative as you can. Cool. Um, and yeah, thank you for coming on today. <laughs> thank you very much. Great guest. Make sure you follow him at LG73 on Instagram and go support the Black Lives Matter Creative Fund. Right, the first album this week is by H. Was is, is it an album? Nah, it's an EP. It's an EP. It's weird, isn't it? It's eight tracks, but twenty-one minutes. But yeah, his his new project, Polaris. Um, I have to say, I've never been that interested in H. You hear him everywhere now. Mm. He's blowing up. You know, he's, he's in the clubs, everything. Um, but yeah, he's, I've never been drawn to him. What about you? Well, you see, I've I've not listened to him much. I've I've heard his song with Dig That, um, Eight Mile, mm. and I heard his verse on 
um, take me back to London with Ed Sheeran, Stormzy and JK, which I, yep. I thought as for what they were, they were decent. Um, but yeah, I've never really looked into him, but I've also never really had a problem with him. I like the fact that he reps his, his hometown, his area very proudly. Um, obviously, he had, he had a very big hit last year with the song Taste, Make It Shake, which was pretty standard pop. Nothing special, mm. but did numbers. He's repping Manchester. So, yeah, yeah, I've, not, I've never had a problem with him. So, yeah, uh, the first track, safe to say, this is Kenny Beats flexing. Many people can do something like this. And it's, it's got a drill tinge to it. It's got, you know, the snares you'd expect. It hits hard. Yeah, man. And the, the beat alone is insane. The beat is awesome. It's, it's, it's a good start to the project musically. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Kenny's got, what, two fully produced tracks on this on this album, one and two, Safe to Say and Zombie. Um, but yeah, this is, yeah, it's an awesome instrument. It's an awesome instrumental. As always from Kenny, it's very dynamic. It's very colourful. It's always changing. It's masterfully yeah. arranged, and as far as H goes, you know he's he's flowing quite nicely on this. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him. Um, but Kenny's Kenny's taken a liking to the the UK rap scene, hasn't he? Yeah. No, he he's yeah he had that track with SL recently, and he's got lots more that he's teasing. Mm. So interesting to see. But back to the production, I don't think I don't Kenny Beats makes eight or eight hit like no one else yeah. I swear yeah. like my speakers don't vibrate as much as when it's a Kenny Beats beat mm. um, but yeah that's the thing so I love this instrumental H for me I feel doesn't do it justice mm. he's he's okay he's fine like it sounds yeah. good but Kenny Beats can make anyone sound good well that's it isn't it that's that's the producer not the not the rapper which is yeah I think if this was Heady One or someone of that caliber, this track would be insane. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it'd be incredible. But I feel it kind of came off as pretty average because I feel Kenny Beats was carrying it. Mm. H felt like he was coasting. I think th- the main issue I have with, with H is rapping. I'm just going to get this out of the way now. But he's he's very monotonous. And there's nothing special about him. I think the novelty of the heavy Manchester accent wears off, in my opinion. Mm. And it's he, he doesn't do anything interesting with his voice, with his flows, with his with his wordplay, his rhymes, whatever. And when you yep. when you listen to an album like Alfredo and you've got a rapper like Freddie Gibbs just constantly switching up his style and his delivery and it's all mm. convincing and he's giving it a hundred percent. And then you go back yeah, to yeah. H, it just sounds lazy and and half baked. And I can see H's potential definitely, but it, it doesn't sound like he's he's putting it like he's he's putting his whole body into his performances. And especially on a beat like Safe yeah. to Say, that's that's to his detriment. If he took a different approach to different beats, and there are some nice flows on here, I'll give him that. Yeah, 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 definitely. But I I think. Yeah, it, it, like you said, it can sound very monotonous and like he's not trying to switch it up too much. Mm. He's, he's playing it pretty safe. And I think that works quite well for pop rappers, to be honest. Yeah. Like Baby, he's found a formula, he's sticking to it, and 
for a good while. That was that was working great mm. for him. He was doing numbers, and I think if if H feels like like that sound works for him, mm. that's fine. But I don't think critically he's ever going to be put put on the level of of some some of his contemporaries. I think the the problem with with that approach to 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 making music is that it's a very short term way of success. I think that affects yeah. the the longevity. Um I think that if you're if you're chasing trends and if this is the thing with a lot of pop rappers is they're hot for a bit and then they fall off. Which so we're are, gonna talk about yeah. like there's some drill influence here, heavy heavy drill drill tracks. And we we talked about Drake jumping on this trend. Oh, I yeah. felt Drake did it pretty well to be honest. No, I didn't. But here it feels even more inauthentic. I feel like he's not part of that scene. He's doing his own thing with the mm. it's just because drill is played in the club as is his music. I'd say the most heavily drill influenced track on here is Raw, which has yes. the infamous party popper snare. But yeah, it's it's H and a drill beat. Um, which is the only other instance I can uh, think of where he's done this is his song with Dig That. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. It's, it doesn't scream kind of menacing if, if, rawness of a lot of the grittier drill artists that, yeah, that we if, have. If Drill wasn't doing numbers, that song wouldn't exist. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. This is This is... Part of the reason that Drill needs a musical switch up, and it goes back to what I was saying about artists like Parcelu and Teddy One switching up, because this sound's starting to get a bit diluted now. That's why is... I think with Drake, mm. he didn't need to jump on the Drill trend. He exactly. can put out whatever he wants. So that's why I feel like Drake did it better because he was tapping into like the Chicago Drill scene and our UK scene, and I feel like that was out of a genuine interest and passion for mm. it. Whereas this feels like jumping on a trend because it's popular. See, I would I would say that Drake did that as well. Um, Drake's on another level, man. He doesn't need to do that. You can say those songs are shit, but he has a genuine passion for it. Mm. I, I think you can't deny it. Like you can tell by his <laughs> in messing in our scene and like his top boy stuff. Like he yeah, genuinely yeah, yeah. is interested. At the same time, though, he's he's is part of his career and it's probably why he's managed to remain so successful is because he's always on top of the current trends all i'm all i'm critiquing is the music um and yeah i don't think drake did it well i don't think h did it well um but yeah drill drill's an interesting subject recently man mm. honestly like it, it comes up in like every discussion about uk music yeah really, the, I, this, I feel this track raw I don't, it's, it's almost scared me off ever trying drill because it's just <laughs> yeah. done so poorly that mm. I'm like, no, I feel like you have to be fully part of that scene. It's If you're just dipping your toe in it, it, it shows. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's just lukewarm. It's half-baked. Yeah. Toe in the water. We went on a tangent there, but let's let's get back to to the kenny beats tracks so we took about Ooh. safe to say but the second one is zombie zombie yeah man this yeah man, this is uh this is our second kenny beat and yeah we got some like h's rapping on this is again more of the same fairly average 
But I just want to I just want to shout out the chorus, man, because we got some hard trumpet mariachi band shit <laughs> in, in in the hook. Yeah, and it's definitely th- this whole this whole project's a bit one dimensional, but this is by far the most experimental and brave in a musical sense. And if this mm. was if this to be fair, if this was on say a Kenny Beats project, it would be meh, meh. it would be all right. But I think in the context of I think surrounded by the rest of the tracks on this on this EP, it really really stands out for its musicality, which is something I think, think so? I think some more. Oh, you're saying because the other beats aren't that great, this kind of stands out more. This is this is the most this is like the boldest musical statement. Is kind of what right. I'm saying because there's there's like no melody anywhere else in this project, which is like one of my biggest gripes. H doesn't really do these beats justice, mm. and there are some on here. What's the track? Moston. Um this one the production took a big dive. Oh, it took a nose dive, man. Yeah, yeah. Um it feels like a standard club tune. Nothing special at all. Mm. Um but I think H did really well actually. I I really liked his flow on the track. For what it is, yeah. And I I think he kind of carried the, the whole tune like I think it'd be completely dead if he was just being pretty mediocre but yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. really liked him here it was alright yeah I thought the beat yeah as you said with the production especially coming after Kenny Beats it did feel more like a standard beat just made illogical ever but yeah H did his thing Can't, yeah if you're listening to an H project this is the kind of thing you're going to want so yeah not not too bad. Not too bad a cut. Um, the next track is thirty. I think this one's this one was pretty solid, and I really like the production. And it's it's not produced by Kenny Beats. It's produced by YJ, who did the last one, I believe. But Kenny Beats has a credit for for synth organizer. Apparently, really, That's what Genius says. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I really like this beat. Uh, so if YJ did most of it, fair dues. Um, the problem for me is once again H for a different <laughs> reason this time, and that's I just can't take his braggadocious stuff seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. He just I don't know. So when it's like West Side Gun, they sound cool. He sounds like you know gangster. He sounds like he's in the shit. Like this is the opposite, man. You know, this sounds. He sounds like a twat. Yeah, I can't take him. <laughs> just comes off like a cunt. Like he just sounds like he's he's both like a rich kid boasting about how rich they <laughs> are. That's all it sounds like to me. It doesn't. It, yeah, it's, it's back to authenticity, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it, it just feels like he's just saying it. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I'm there's, inclined and there's to nothing agree deep. But like, notice how we haven't mentioned the lyrics once so far. Yeah, it's and all that's very there really level. is nothing yeah. to dig into. Yeah, th- there was there was one single lyric that I remembered from this from this project. <laughs> that was you're talking about his flexing. There was um, there, there was there was one paid more tax than your whole advance on Raw. So you know, beautiful. He's flexing by promoting paying tax, which y- you can't really argue with, man. It's, <laughs> it's 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 a good it's a good constructive way to flex. So, you know, 
tax avoidance is kind of an underrated crime in in rap, isn't it? No one's really taken advantage of that exactly, yet. Exactly, man. Ex- exactly. Is that, mate? <laughs> imagine all the rappers that that could exist by rapping about tax loopholes and offshore accounts and all that shit, man. Exactly. Yeah. It's a gap in the market. So you when, know, when's Tory rap coming out? Oh, oh mate, Eaton rap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to quickly mention on the subject of flexing, the song Triggered. Now, this samples Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child. And yes. the ability to clear a Destiny's Child sample is probably the best flex on this project, let's be honest. <laughs> nice. I mean, as, as as far as the song the song goes, it's, it's, it's pretty average, but... I just wanted mm. to throw that in there. There's a Destiny's Child sample on this on this project, which I, I found cheap. this one so, really weird because it you, it took that Destiny's Child uh, sample and then it put some hard drill 808s underneath it, mm. and I don't think it was very cohesive tonally. It's kind of all over the place. Mm. SL does this really well, where he'll put like some vibey, like tropical. He, yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. vibey tropical melodies over hard 808s and he pulls it off amazingly mm. here it's just it's just a bit whack it's all over the place mm. and i feel like it's trying to do a club song and a drill song at the same time doesn't really work and it doesn't mm. doesn't really work i agree so i just wanted to quickly mention as well the song like them so i, I actually quite like this beat and i thought the verses were mm. pretty good but i have a massive gripe with this song I was God. dying to hear some melody in the chorus, man. Like, I think yeah. this this could have been a great tune if he got in a singer. And I think this is a very sorely missed opportunity. And I think yeah. this is another example of him not taking any risks. And mm. yeah, again, feels feels lazy, feels rushed. And honestly, we had, massive We only bummer. had one feature on here and that was AJ Tracy. Well, that leads us on to Rain, doesn't it? Uh, this, was, yeah. this was the biggest track on the project. Um, this is what? 33 million streams on Spotify at the moment. But yeah, yeah, this is my least favorite song in the EP, man. I, I, I didn't like this. We've we've got a very, very average beat from Take Heath, which honestly sounds like it was made in five minutes. Sounds exactly like Look Alive. Very flat, very one-dimensional. I kind of like this one. one. Really? I, I agree with you. It's nothing mind-blowing. Like Kenny Beats production is like, sounds new mm. and fresh and is insane. This is kind of what you expect. It sounds, it reminded me of like if you'd search in Kendrick Lamar humble type beat on YouTube. Sounds, yeah. This is the sort of thing you might find. Um, but that said, I think H sounds a lot more comfortable and a lot more at home on this when compared to some of the drill stuff that he's trying. Yeah, I mean, I do agree with that, but that's not a good thing for H, in my opinion. Because <laughs> there's, again, I've said this about so many artists, but there are so many artists doing this better. Why would I want to listen to yeah. Rain when when I can go listen to Look Alive by Drake, which, in my opinion, yeah. is still a pretty whack song, but it, it's, it's it sounds exactly the same, man. I mean, this is what this is one of those beats where it's like kick, snare, hat, eight oh eight piano. No, I, I agree. There's, there's nothing special, but. At the same time, it's that trap formula that works. And if you want to make a hit, <laughs> you follow this. I just thought it was so average, man. I mean, 
let's yeah. let's talk about AJ Tracy because um, I was really hoping for something epic over here. Like, I saw the name AJ Tracy, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I think it kind of shows AJ Tracy's versatility because he can do like everything pretty well. Like he sounds good on here, and he can go and do his solo stuff and sound mad and mental. I I feel like his versatility is is insane. I th- I think what I was looking for on this track was more of like an exciting back and forth kind of thing between the two of them. So that's kind of yeah. like what H does on Eight Mile with Dig That or on um, Taming Back to London with JK, which again, for what they are, they're they're both decent tracks. Um, but yeah, man, as far as AJ goes though, like I think he's a good rapper. Yeah, but I've not heard anything from him that I like in a while. I think that lately he's been, he seems to have been trying to go pop and kind of bring back the garage sound. Um, so there's a tune, Labrador Grove, which is a huge, huge tune. And if you've basically, yeah. if you've been to a club this year, you've heard the song. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I hate to be this guy, but in my opinion, he used to be so much better. Um, I personally stopped listening to him after Secure the Bag in 2017, just because I didn't find his work interesting after that. Um, but yeah, no. Back to Rain. I'm um, I'm really not big on him. I think he, I think he delivers his verse well, but lyrically and with the beat, there's nothing to enjoy about it because it's just typical rapper tropes, a, a few puns, but there doesn't seem to be any purpose to his verse. Yeah, I I think this is kind of a phase for AJ Tracy. I think he likes to switch it up, mm. and I can't see him like doing this the foreseeable future i think he's on to the next wave in within the next year or so i hope i hope he finds i hope he finds like his own kind of thing to pioneer because he is a good rapper i'm just not feeling his shit in the last few years that's that's fair enough i think he's trying stuff out he's experimenting with well this isn't experimental but for him it's like new territory in terms of his past discography um but yeah I i think he's just trying new things and he'll probably keep on trying new things and I'm sure he's not going to be doing this in another year. And I think H is also very average in this song because you've got very predictable, very recycled flows. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think overall this song's very uncharismatic. It's got the least substance out of all the songs in this album. I'm on CP, sorry. Sounds very rushed, sounds very low effort. And I think this was a cash grab because of the presence of AJ. There is, however, one thing I do like about Rain, and that is the video. The video is fucking cool. Check it out. It's, it was pretty slick. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. I saw it when it first came out. It's yeah, pretty cool. Definitely check that one out. Let's wrap it up then. Yeah, overall thoughts. Still not a big fan of H after listening to this. Uh, I think I, I didn't think very highly of him before, so I guess I'm about the same level maybe even slightly improved um again i still say i'm not a fan i don't think he's great but i think he's got his fan base and he's he knows his market well if they're fucking with his stuff he's doing the job it's just not for me Yeah, yeah yeah um i think he didn't do the kenny beats production justice yeah i agree but he can carry when the production's not up to par Mm. i think that's something that it's very respectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, this this was a very mediocre project overall. Uh, I think I'll give it four out of ten. Hmm. 
Okay. So for me, I can see the potential in H. I think he's established an image and he's not a terrible rapper. But his voice gets a bit monotonous and very one-dimensional after just a few consecutive songs. I think his lyrics aren't anything special. He's got a bit of wordplay, but it's mostly just standard rapper flexing. Um, So if the full length was like this EP, I would really hate it. And yeah, Yeah. feature-wise, the only other vocalist on here is AJ. I hate that Rain was so popular, and this only supports my next point, which is that if he doesn't switch up his style and he only sticks with making like pop trap rap, his success is going to be very short-lived, which is a shame and kind of brings me on to a topic that I did want to touch on, which is UK music, especially rap outside of London. Because, Mm. I mean, other than Bugsy Malone, I can't think of any other Manchester rappers Whereas Manchester itself has a very, 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 very musically rich heritage. You know, you had bands yeah. like Oasis, the Stone Roses, the Smiths, New Order. And obviously you had the Hacienda Club, which not only played a huge part in the rise of house in the UK, but that's what gave us the whole Manchester scene of the 80s and 90s, which gave birth to Britpop, which is one of the UK's hugest mm. cultural movements. But as far as rap goes, I think, as I said, you know, London's dominated the UK scene for ages and you know someone from outside the UK looks at our rap scene they're going to think London they're going to think grime and while London did birth it it doesn't help that it it doesn't help that how people see our rap scene but now in 2020 a lot of the rappers blowing up are from all over the country so for example Slowtie he's from Northampton yeah you got JK Birmingham you got Naif Smalls he's from Luton you got J1 from Coventry, you got, and et cetera, et cetera. And, it's it's yeah. interesting. Everyone that you've mentioned kind of comes from the club scene. Yeah. And it's blown up through that. Yeah. Um, other than maybe Slow Tie, mm. I think all of them have appealed to that kind of club, club night, club culture, yeah. Lifestyle. And, and you can see that in their music. Big booming bass, and you got, you need to have the catchy catchy melodies and it has to be something that everyone can just vibe to um but yeah i mean like it or not h is probably the most popular voice of manchester at the moment and yeah coming into this i wasn't expecting to be blown away i was looking to hear it i was looking forward to hearing him on some kenny production um but yeah i, I don't feel he delivered that much man yeah. um well you're scoring this well i'm gonna give this EP, A, I'm going to agree with you, a 4 out of 10. I think my favorite four track was 10. Safe to Say. My least favorite track was Rain. And actually, it's raining right now as I'm recording this. Yeah, uh, I think I think that H is potential, but while we get brief flashes of his potential as a rapper, his proficiency as a rapper, you know, as we do with songs that he's featured on, if I'm going to listen to mm. H's solo work, I want to hear him as an artist which I'm not getting over yeah. here, which is the biggest problem. If he's not being an artist, yeah. what's the point? Because I think he's got something I'm, going like, for him, but he's not really exploiting if, that right now. If you think this this project without Kenny Beats <laughs> would have been a lot lower for me, mm. yeah. uh, I'm thinking like two maybe. Like if you took Kenny Beats out of the picture, mm. I, I feel that carried it quite a lot. I think if he didn't go for those first two beats i would have probably just seen this project as 
lazy, trying to keep his name afloat release, which, I mean, we've seen from so many artists, especially in the UK scene, where you're you're hot for one minute and then you fall off the next. But yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see what he does next. Let's see if artistically he can progress. And yeah, because there's definitely potential here, 100%. Yeah, man. Um, I agree. But I just want to see... Hope, hope he lives up to it. That's all. So this this segment, technique of the week, everyone's favorite. <laughs> um, it's it's where Seth tells me about a production technique he's thought of. So what are you thinking this week? Right. So this week we keep, we're keeping it simple. We're going back to basics, and this technique is called reamping. Now, if you have a guitar amp or a bass amp or any form of amp. Basically, what you're doing is you're routing the sound from your computer out into the amp. You're putting, you're micing up the amp, you're micing up the amp, yeah. recording it back in, and that way you're getting the tone from your amp back into your into your production, which is just a That's nice way to spice things up, give it some more tone, more character, more flavour. There's in some productions they do that on phones as well. They'll they'll record a phone to get a phone call quality, mm. s- do it straight into a mic. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that that's pretty cool. So what what kind of tone does it does a guitar amp give it? Well, you see, this is the thing. It is is very versatile because obviously every amp's got its own qualities. You know, you, you you compare like a big Marshall stack versus a little Fender tube amp. They're going to sound different. Some are going to sound warmer. Some are going to sound grittier. Yeah, I guess like, you you could choose to distort the fuck out of something, exactly. or you could just keep it very clean. So say you want to make some aerate vocals, man. Run them through <laughs> a big muff into your amp. Run them out. Turn the bass. Turn the treble up. Bang, aerate. How often do you get complaints from the neighbours when you try this technique? Um, I haven't yet, but I've probably pissed a few people <laughs> off. But that's yeah. all, it's all good. It's all good. Cool. If if you're finding yeah. your your drum mix is lacking a bit of, um, but you do have to be careful when you do it. Start it off, make make sure your computer is at zero volume, and then gradually turn it up, because you can blow mm. your amp. So you got you do have to be careful. The the proper way yeah. to do and this, and then you will piss off your neighbors. Oh yeah yeah yeah, and you probably piss yourself <laughs> off as well. Um, but yeah, the proper way to do it is to get a reamp box, but those are expensive. Um, so you can just yeah, do it fine. standards. Just be careful. Just my my advice. What's the weirdest noise you've put through your amp? Well, <laughs> you'll know this, Hamza, but um, it's going <laughs> to have to be um, a song that you you as the listeners will be able to hear sometime in the future called the Lemon Rap, where <laughs> it's a little interpolation of the Lemon Song by Led Zeppelin. And um, yes. well, the guitar solo... No, neither of us can play like Jimmy. Like neither of us can play like Jimmy Page. So obviously, yeah. we we hired someone called Lil K to um to to do to lay down some vocals. Is and, any relation to Doctor K? Uh, I don't think so. You know, I I need to I need to get reacquainted with him. I'm not spoken to him in a while, but um, but yeah, no, <laughs> we we got him in the studio, ran him out through the muff, through the amp, and it was it was beautiful in a so special way, man. Oh, are you not going to reveal Lil K's? identity is he oh no he's gonna remain a secret for now yeah okay he's he's like doom with the mask you know yeah who knows who knows who Who, who could it be lil k (laughs) 
It's a mystery, man. It's a mystery. Wonder. Stay tuned. But yeah, find out. It, so Lil K was, was screaming <laughs> <laughs> this guitar solo, and we put it through the mic, through distorted the fuck out of it, and it's like if you've ever gone on YouTube and watched those bass boosted <laughs> horrible things it was like that and really loud and we both had to run out the room <laughs> with our ears plugged yeah man Ca- it was beautiful cats didn't like it either yeah and probably your neighbours <laughs> but yeah so if you want to give some interesting colour to your recordings or you want to make ear rape <laughs> stick stick your sounds through an amp there we go there you have it people cool. now album two. Oh yeah i've been waiting for this I, I think this is the most fun i've had preparing for one of our recordings this album is alfredo by freddie gibbs and the alchemist it's this album's insane i think we should say like Freddie Gibbs is one of our favorite rappers. Yeah. We we saw him last year on the huge Bandana fun, tour. Huge fun. If you've not listened to his albums with Madlib, who is one of the greatest producers ever. The, the greatest. 100%. Uh, go go check him out. To stop listening to this and just go listen to them because yeah. <laughs> this won't make this it's pointless yeah. listening to us talk about it. Um <laughs> I just yeah, I just wanted to throw but, in there. Yeah. I mean, if if you've not listened to his work with Madlib, as Hamza said, First, I just want to put this out there as a huge, huge, huge Madlib fan. Yeah, I cannot stress how much you are missing. Stop listening to this podcast right now. Like Hamza said, stop <laughs> listening to this podcast. Yeah, press pause. This, right, this is great. Go marketing. listen to Pinata and go listen to Bandana, and then come back to this episode. Those are their two full lengths, and they're both yeah. they're both they're both masterpieces. And Mad Gibbs, the duo Madlib and Freddie Gibbs. It's one of the things that I am most grateful for in life, right next to breathing. So go check them out. <laughs> go check those albums out. That, that's you very have high praise. Yep. You can't praise them enough, man. But yeah. yeah. No, I, I have to agree. Yeah, they, they are insane. And so imagine like we ha- hold them on such high regard. Gods. The Alchemist has to now come in, make an album with Freddie, and we're directly judging this album against like possibly one of the greatest albums we've heard mm. banana was insane i think what's i think what's great about freddie is that he's he's one of the most what i like about him is he's one of the most charismatic real technically skilled rappers that i know but most mm. of all he's incredibly versatile and he's always open yeah. to different musical styles you know you go through his discography you got trap you got soul you got rock you got jazz you got you got pretty much everything yeah. and i think a lot of this is testament to his ear for beats and his chemistry with his producers you know we even heard him on what kind of music with tom mission use of days which is showing that yeah. he's sounding just as at home on the uk jazz scene as he is on the kenny beat we uh, we talked about kenny beats earlier freddie the album oh, is mate. insane that's freddie gibbs and kenny beats he is just body in every single instrument uh, and that's a beautiful trap album yeah man. like i think that's probably my favorite trap album oh yeah every person Straight that i've spoken up, like, to that i've said like oh yeah I'm not, I'm not really into like the kind of trap sound i've played them like wait and they've been like oh yeah, yeah. that's that's fucking hard that's good 
Or Automatic's my favourite because it's just the 808 in that is See, yeah. grimy and beautiful. My, mine's Wait and it is Wait, Wait is my go to gym song. <laughs> like, it is, <laughs> like, I, I swear I yeah. could lift like 10 kg more when I've got that song on. Honestly, check, check it out. It's a tune. So, like, Freddie Gibbs can do that. He can do boom bap. He can do anything you throw at him. Oh, jazz. Yeah, man. He's, yeah, definitely the most versatile rapper. He's just one of those that. I feel like he can just freestyle everything. Yeah, man. He he just sounds effortless. Everything he touches, yeah. he's got that maddest touch. You know, it's just I've not heard a bad Freddy verse. No, you like you you wouldn't want to get into a battle with him. Oh no, hundred percent, no, no way. So before we get into the tracks, it's worth mentioning that Freddy and the Alchemist have in fact collaborated before on 2018's yep. Fetty, which was a joint album with Currency. What I love about his production, from what I've heard of it, is that it's very similar to Mad Libs in the sense that it's undeniably musical. And how eclectic the beats and samples are means that there is never a stale moment. And yeah, yeah. often some masterclass and sampling and Definitely. capturing and reinventing musical, beautiful musical moments. We, we just had Banana, which was Freddie Gibbs on these sample heavy beats. Mm. It was beautiful. One of the best albums we've heard. Mm ever yeah man and then to follow up from that like that's a big task but i would say though when going into this album don't expect more mad gibbs because i can see i can definitely no, see definitely. why you'd be tempted to compare the two but i think this, the sonic versatility and the individual ears of mad Lib versus mm. alchemist mean we've we've got two completely different feels yeah undoubtedly different but all i'm saying is that's a big task for the alchemist to follow up bandana like yeah. i wouldn't want to do it oh yeah 100%. no me neither <laughs> um but yeah he's he's pulled it off like this is an amazing album coming from someone who's rinsed both pinata and bandana many 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 times alfredo still felt like a breath of fresh air it didn't feel yeah. like a kind of subpar like bandana leftovers it, it truly felt like oh, yeah thing, that's what I was, is... I was worried going into it it yeah. would feel like oh it's not quite as good as bandana yeah. oh, so, honestly, why would i listen to this if yeah. we got bandana but this is something new it's it brings a new take to it and i think we need to get into the track <laughs> so the first track is 1985 and this has got some beautiful, beautiful guitars on it. It's an amazing way to open up the album. We've got this majestic little guitar part. Um, we've got the Alchemist introducing us with some super spacey vocal samples that go into this yeah. organic, beautiful, psychedelic rock instrumental. And yeah, I mean, he's throughout the song and throughout the album he's just always keeping it interesting in terms of layering the samples letting the beat breathe and, and move which is something that's a lot of producers just get up the loop loop it rap spits that's it so so musically yeah. he's really really mastered the art of keeping the listener captivated here he's like he, he immediately like asserts himself freddie does with he's got this intense flow and he's got some equally intense bars to match so for example bitch i fuck up your face with a razor how i make sure your motherfucking family can't view your body like fucking hell man this guy's and then yeah. what else has he got i'm the reason your mama be smoking that brillo and ripping them car antennas off which is basically him saying yes. i'm the reason your mum's smoking crap yeah 
so the the next track, God is perfect. This this beat is really oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, I can say that for all of them, but everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can say that for all of them. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a good example of Alchemist talks about a lot. Um, saving the best part of the sample and not just like throwing that in your face straight mm. away. If you save it and then it pops up, it's like when mm. it hits you, it's insane. Um, but yeah, this one, I, I really like the chorus on this. It was like, he does this classic microphone, check one, two. Chica. That's, yeah. that's a staple of, staple of, of Freddie Gibbs stuff. But then he's still packed that blood of La Sabana, La I Pray to Mecca. That lyric I, like, I, I love when he explores his religion because yeah um, you were talking on our west side it, gun review about islam and hip-hop and i think he's exploring this yeah, a bit further on over here on this album i think it goes further because with freddie gibbs he's is he just talks about like coke rap and like hard drugs and gangster shit mm. and then this is kind of talking about he's still he's still got the gun but then he's praying to mecca mm. at the same yeah. time he's praying just just the duality of his religion and his lifestyle. Mm. I, I'd relate it to like if you we talked about his Instagram story. <laughs> if you scroll through that, you'll go through like oh, twenty pictures again, and videos of like fucked up dark web shit. And then right at the end it'll be a picture of his prayer mat. And I think I think that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he says on um on a later track in this album, um He's like he, he's still he's still praying every day, but his Arabic's rusty as fuck, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah. Back back to what you were saying about the the duality of the the two lifestyles that he's living. Um, yeah, I think I think it's great. He's exploring this. Um, he he's been getting a bit more introspective lately. I, I've been finding. I think it it really shows his quality as as a rapper as mm. well because we we talked about Westside Gun and we felt he got a bit kind of stuck in that rut of just. Like braggadocious, shouting out designer brands. Yeah, That's my yeah, main yeah. issue with them. Fre- Freddie Gibbs, a little bit of that, but he can go very introspective. Yeah. And like, I feel like you listen to Bandana, you listen to this, and you get to know Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, straight 100%, 100%. up, hundred percent, You know what he's about, mm. and I, I think, yeah, I, I, you, it's a lot goes a lot deeper into his his personal psyche and, um. Mm. Yeah, introspective, as we said. I think going back to God is perfect. Um, I mean, we, we, we just have to say this this song is a masterclass in flow. Yeah, like, he just keeps switching it up. And yeah, he's he's riding that instrumental, man. He's riding that instrumental so nicely. Yeah, like, he's like he's in the Tour de France, but he's also experimenting his, with, his, with his voice on this. And it, it works extremely well, I thought. Um, mm. But yeah, this. And on top of the um, the beat as well, which is insane, it's this dark, haunting piano loop. We've got these spacey little bits yeah. on top of that. We've got these chimes in the right ear. We've got a vocal. We've got all sorts of shit, man. And honestly... There's that, that weird yeah. guitar pluck that's so nice. And yeah. Yeah. So leading on from that to Scotty Beam, again, we've got another beautiful laid-back piano loop. It's layered up with... All sorts of shit. Again, applause, guitar, sh- guitar chops. We got synth strings. We got rows. We got we got rain and guitar and synths at the end. And honestly, man, I can keep going on about these beats because mm-hmm. there are so many layers and textures. It's so refreshing, <laughs> man. He, he, what he, what Alchemist does so well over here. He's, he's just blending 
in and out of samples and selections. He's weaving. He's weaving. It's like he's knitting. He's just going in and out, in and out, in and out. Yeah. And it's so oh, yeah, that's, nice. That's a great analogy for but, it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, with the haunting lyrics from Freddie as well, this time he's addressing cops and he's got a dialogue section with a cop, which is in some ways reminiscent of 99 Problems by Jay-Z, where he's mm. saying, he pulled me over. I asked him, yo, what's the problem, sir? I swerved to duck the potholes, man. I had no options, sir. Just let me go because my license insurance proper, sir. I'd hate to be on a run for smoking an officer. Wow, nice. Man, come on. And this, <laughs> yeah, this, this whole track, brilliant. It's beautiful. Even Rick Ross, I, su- I was surprised how much I liked his yeah, verse. Man. Like, he sounds well at home on this kind of instrumental. I think he, he's, he's good on features. I mean, I, I don't really rate his solo stuff, but I mean, I've I've heard him spit some really really good verses. I mean, I know on Denzel's mm. first album, he has a really great feature on there that stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we should talk a bit about um, the continuation of the Gil Scott Heron, the Jill Scott Heron sample at the end of God Is Perfect, um, where Freddie spits one of probably one of the best bars I've heard this year, where he's saying, "My execution might be televised." Now, this is yes. a direct interpolation of the revolution will not be televised. And yeah, I think that that poem and these two tracks are especially relevant now. And I think Freddie mm. and the Alchemist have, by way of both sample and this lyrical interpolation, they've done it justice and they've brought that, they've brought Heron's vision back to life for a contemporary, up to date context. And yeah, honestly, it's it's so well done. It's so well done. Next track, Look At Me. I really like this one. Mm. I, I think it's like, it's very short. It's, very, it's short and sweet, two and a half mm. minutes, but I just loved it for what yeah, it it's was. It's beautiful um, from Alchemist. Yeah, just this like soulful Look At Me refrain. And then you, you get this classic juxtaposition mm. of like Freddie coming in with violent, like Mad Gibbs do this. Yeah. all the time and it's beautiful and then there's Just another juxtaposition yeah. beats and then very violent lyrics too much coke will make your nose bleed <laughs> um it, and his flow is insane it just feels like he's having fun yeah. flowing over this like trying different things it, and then beautiful. there's another juxtaposition as well with with the beat because we've got this beautiful soul loop from the alchemist and then but then it's concluded with Another menacing, dark piece of dialogue that leads perfectly into the next track, Frank Lucas, which is one of the most terrifying instrumentals I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's so grimy, isn't it? It's my favourite beat it, on this I album think by Alchemist, far. I think it's, it's like one of the best Alchemist beats I've heard. It's, oh, hell yeah. He excels in this kind of grimy, I don't know how else to Just like, dark. Really yeah. dark. Yeah. Just yeah, it, it's amazing. Just the, the the loop alone is is beautiful, and and like you're saying, Alchemist does this a lot. Where he'll save the best part of the sample for later oh, in the yeah. song, and I think there's there's just like one bass hit that he does. It's just like a a boom, like, and then when when you hear that, that's it's just hit so much harder. Yeah, this this beat is honestly, I I can't go over this beat, man. I've, I've been rinsing it, but. It's got this this haunting <laughs> drone, this like kind of synthy drone going on. Mm. And then there's this little offbeat kind of synth blip 
in the left ear, just like at the end of every four bars. The drums are simple. They hit. They slap. The sample and the instruments, they all keep switching and changing and the whole thing is perfect. I mean, the beat alone just has so much meat to it. Like you could, you don't even need the rap. Like you don't even, you don't even need (laughs) the the rap on it. Like Freddie, Freddie and Benny, like honestly incredible. But this beat, can tell yeah. that story by itself. So, having two rappers on here, nobody could have done this better than Freddie Gibbs and Benny the Butcher. This beat was honestly just made oh, for them. They man. killed it. Like, yeah, you've got, um, you've got this. Yeah, honestly, Freddie is just sounding evil on this track. I, I want to say he just <laughs> sounds fucking evil. He's flowing effortlessly. He's rhyming seamlessly. But but like a, a good evil, like a doom evil. No, just straight up fucking evil. Like <laughs> this guy's gonna fucking kill me. Like he's he's evil. Like that's fair. What's he saying? Um Yeah, man, honestly. It's just so so sinister his delivery. And then Benny as well, man. Fucking hell. Like yeah. what there, there's a Freddy bar. Like I'm talking about the rhymes. Catch an Uber or a Lizift. I'll send the Brizik. The feds want to turn the witness. I plead the physith. Mm. Oh, man. And then, yeah, Benny as well. <laughs> Intense imagery as always. Delivered in such a yeah. menacing way. What's he got? Gucci hoodie smell like kerosene and ashes. And another one, probably my favorite. Sold lines to abusers. Now abuse you with lines. Yeah. And you've, you've said that uh, Griselda growing on you oh, recently. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. And, you know, like, when we did West Side Gun, you're kind of new mm. to them, but I'm starting to understand them a bit more. Hundred percent. As yeah. far as like They're... use of the English language to to paint pictures, they they're doing this incredibly. Um, and I think yeah, I, yeah I, if you're new to if you're new to Griselda, the only thing missing check the song out. You'll get a good idea of them. The only thing missing from this album, I felt, was the boop boop boop. boop. <laughs> I mean, you got a few. That's all I wanted. Few little, um, Griselda ad libs Gr- in in Benny's verse, <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it needed boom, that. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, honestly, like this is one of my favorite tunes this that, year. That's that's my one one gripe with the album. I might have to knock it down a bit for that. Just cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's, it, this was amazing. Again, track. you got the chimes and, and right then it's here followed well. by. Are you got anything else for this? Um, I just, well, I just wanted to say that if I was gonna go out and kill someone today, it would probably be to this beat. Great, right? So if I know you're playing this beat, I shouldn't walk in the room, Hide. probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's great. Um, it's then followed by a beautiful song, something to rap about again with the juxtaposition. And this is such a change of. It's such a change of pace, isn't it? You go from that grimy, like stabby shit to just this chilled out, almost jazzy guitar and keys sample. And I, I, honestly, I feel feel like this beat wouldn't like if it was on the Tom Mish album, you wouldn't feel it was out of place. Like, <laughs> it's it's that good. I think it's um one thing we've not mentioned so far is how nicely each track transitions into each other. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, Frank Lucas, you got it's the most fucking sinister shit ever. And then at the <laughs> end of that, it like Alchemist, he just makes it switch into some American kind of 
kind yeah, of country yeah. shit. And then he manages to blend all, all that the, into the like, silky smoothness of the guitar of something to rap about. Mm. And I'm like, fucking hell, mate, how are you doing this? Because it's the same with every track. It just <laughs> blends. It just, they just all blend into one another. Yeah, all the, all the vocal samples and the, the little outtakes at the end of each song are great. Yeah, like, I, f- I feel like they added so much to the album. Definitely. A lot of the time it feels a bit tacked on, but here it, it feels like it's woven into yeah, the man. beat. Like you're saying, it, it feels like he's sewing it, you know? It feels <laughs> knitting, that's what you said. Um, yeah. Maybe because, you know, the cover art's like spaghetti. Maybe that's why he's, he's, he's knitting with spaghetti. <laughs> he's yeah. like weaving the Alfredo sauce in between the, the, str- the spaghetti yeah, exactly. strands. <laughs> Fre- Freddy is the Alfredo sauce and, and the beats are the hey, spaghetti. You know, to, and that's to be how fair, yeah, I, was, I was going through the, the YouTube comments, as you do. And I saw a very, very good analogy yeah. for, for the chemistry between these two. It's um, Alchemist is the butter and Freddy is the hot knife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a very good way of putting it, I thought. <laughs> so, that, that's that, credit yeah, to whatever that's YouTube is. So, back to this track, something to rap about. Yeah, it's beautiful, chilled out instrumental. And then. Again, with that juxtaposition of Freddie Gibbs coming in, yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about crack and all that, but it's it's still it's not quite as violent as he has been. It's now more reflective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's talking. I, I love the lyric. God made me sell crack, so I'd have something to rap about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's he's talking some really real shit in here again. Um, he does reference crime pays at one point. He says, "Crime fucking pays, but yes. once you paid, you got to pay the man." And then we've not even mentioned Tyler on here. Which I think this is possibly one of my favorite Tyler verses. It's kind of rep- reminiscent of three two seven in in some ways, with the inst- yeah, but both with the instrumental and his his silky smooth delivery. And he he's um yeah same on West Side Gun. Uh, he's he's I feel like after Igor, he was like I, I just want to rap. Yeah, <laughs> he just up. had a impulse to rap. He's like I need to get this out. Um, because he, he's come on these and absolutely killed it. Like I want to hear him on more coke rap shit. Just he fits so well into this. What's world. he got? I, I keep my circle tight like tops. Nothing corn, no crops. You messy and get cleaned with cleaned up with the mop. I went to school and I miss it <laughs> a lot. So I, I can be around. I can yeah. be around man like you and learn how to keep my distance. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, but yeah. I, I liked your sensory. <laughs> but yeah, we've not <laughs> even mentioned um, with the beat again, Alchemist does something fucking, it's a very, very, very small thing. But I just think it's so fucking clever. When he's, when when Tyler's verse is about to come in, he kind of sweeps it. He he does his big high-end sweep all the way down. Yeah. And he sweeps it back up, but he's modulated it. He's included the key change mm. for Tyler's verse and he's done it yeah. so fucking well, man. Like, I, I can't really describe it in words, but just listen to this. You'll know what I mean, man. Honestly, incredible. Incredible. In- yeah. Incredible. I know. I, and I, I just want to hear more from Tyler like this because I feel like when he used to rap like this, it was it was... That shock rap era, oh, the, the he goblin. was like he mentions that. In, I feel in like now verse, he's yeah. got, 
Yeah, yeah. He says, I used to be a goblin under them bridges. I'm now I'm, I'm, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to hear him more now. He, he, you've got this slightly more mature Tyler. Mm. And he, I feel like musically, he's more in tune as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And the, I, I want to mention the rhyme scheme on here as well. Because I, I feel there's some Doom influence in that as well. And Tyler is like an avid Doom fan. He's very vocal. With oh, that. yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I just thought... This is this was a great verse. Mm, definitely, definitely. So let's talk a bit about baby shit. Now, again, this is another perfect beat. We got some Mellotron, we got some heavy fucking bass. Again, with the atmospheric samples everywhere. Yep. We got laser sounds, we got piano, we got chops again. Um and yeah, lyrically, this is a beautiful mix of flexing and also describing his life as a father. And I'm talking about the chorus here. Now who else is going to put cooking dope and cleaning baby shit in the same bar? Who else other than Freddie Gibbs? Mm. No one. It's <laughs> what I love about him. Yeah. He's, he, he, he manages to fuse a style of fucking hardcore gangster rap just with his own unique sense of humor and wit. And I think yeah, no, yeah. no one matches him on this front. No rapper that, no, no rapper that I know can 100%. do this. No rapper since Biggie. Honestly. Right. So the next track is Baby and Fools. Babies and Fools, yeah. What do you think of this one? Um, again, silky smooth. We've got that All I Need sample. We've got these wind samples as well. Yeah. Got these beautiful strings coming in towards the end. And yeah, we've got Freddie asserting himself once more with hit them DMs. I can't swim, but I fucked her friend by the pool. Because she was tall pussy. I never needed that bitch. She cut. She cussed me out in long-ass mm. texts, but I ain't read them shits. That is how you do misogyny, yeah. man. Come on, that is that is how you do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. We've also got Conway the Machine on here. More solid yeah. Griselda bars. Smooth as fuck. Res- retains the Griselda mm. grittiness over such a smooth instrumental. Yeah, great track. Again. Yeah, I, I liked his, uh, his lyric. My older son is failing math. That shit ain't adding up. <laughs> Just a... Uh, a nice little line there um but yeah i thought his again his his verse was very introspective was very um honest and truthful mm. uh and yeah I, I i really respect this this type of track and i i, I love seeing sure, it yeah yeah uh she goes to skinny Suge. yeah so skinny shug shug the guitar in this track is crazy like who sampled is slacking with this? I need to know <laughs> yeah, where it's <man>. from. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane, honestly. I think the thing with the thing with sampling is you might think it's easy to do, like from an outside from an outside perspective, but the, the ability mm. to blend so many styles together like this is 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 masterful, and it's incredibly difficult to pull well, off. We, we heard it with H when they did the the Destiny's Child sample. Yeah. They just slapped some drill 808s yeah. on it and it was really messy and didn't work that's not all. sampling as an art form and i feel that's like sampling because you can yeah exactly i f- I think that's like okay we got these two sounds let's slap them <laughs> yeah. together i think what the alchemist does really well is we've talked about he he knits <laughs> <laughs> he knits with his samples <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like he he weaves together the sounds beautifully. It's kind of like the 
the the creative process behind people like Alchemist and Madlib, what they do with samples is it, it's the similar feeling and, and motivations and intentions behind creating that music as the original artists who created the songs that they are sampling, which I think is it's a callback to what music's all about. You know, it's expression, it's art, and that's not not just making yeah. something for the sake of making something and learning a quick buck, which is what I love about these guys. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, this beat is incredible. You've got the vocal sample coming in, you've got the drums that fade in. Honestly, brilliant. And then what, what have we got else? We've got yeah. Freddie's verse on this, which is one of, the, it's oh, one of it, his most introspective, hard-hitting verses I've, I've heard from him recently. Yeah. He's, man... I think I, I need to dig into it more and spend more time yeah, with it. To appreciate it, fully take it in. From same. seeing it now, yeah, to fully appreciate it, but just some of the lyrics in there, like, my uncle died off an overdose. The fucked up part is I supplied the guy who yeah, sold man. it. Just stuff like that. It's like hard-hitting. Yeah. This this is what I want from Griselda, yeah. like, these kind of stories. Story I feel like they've got so much as well. This is... Yeah, and yeah, it's it's is beautiful. That's that's what I was saying at the end of uh, our West Side Gun review, was that that's that's why I wanted to hear more from more from him, more from the Griselda boys that they they might have already done. Um, I've not listened to all their shit, but it's the storytelling because they sound like yeah. they've got so many stories to tell. And if it was shit like this, I would totally, I would I would be sold on Griselda, man. Honestly, but yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is a pretty harrowing verse. It's very vivid. It's very fucking haunting. And it's aided by the instrumental perfectly. So, yeah. Great track. Yes. Again. So far, nine out of nine tracks have all been brilliant. So, takes us on to... Yeah, I can't name a bad the, one here. The Decider. All glass. <laughs> I I love this one. I It's like... It's, again, it's really grimy, but it's made out of this church organ, mm. which is quite interesting. I think the the sample, the fact that they alchemists managed to get this vibe out of it, is is insane. Um, I think the the first verse, I don't know, you might find other words, but it seemed like kind of typical what you expect from Freddie Gangster rap. I like, I like the lyric. He shot up your esca. Sorry. My youngins down slide, shut up your Escalade. I bought them all PlayStation 5. You know, PlayStation 5 is not even out yet. He's just on that level. <laughs> He's ready, isn't it? <laughs> He's must. See, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. We were talking about H's flexing, being really average and shit. This is how you flex, man. H, take notes. Like, listen yes. to this album. You will learn. Because, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's like nothing really mm. out there, but... Freddie can pull it off so well because he's so charismatic. Mm. He he's gangster Gibbs, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> believable. Exactly. It's you, you it's know. Real. Um the the second verse I found more interesting because then he starts to tap into his religion slightly. He talks about Yeezy's on, but I ain't, I ain't never seen a Sunday service. <laughs> I think that's cool. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you find the track? I mean, everything about this this track is filth. It's it's got this Dirty organ, <laughs> dirty drums, dirty bass line. I think it's like some Bollywood yeah. sounding vocals as well. But yeah, again, fucking dirty. This this whole beat is just, mm. it's almost triumphant. And it's a proper, I do not give a fuck kind of yeah. type beat. 
And Freddie on this just sounds like, fuck everything, fuck everyone, fuck you all, I don't give a fuck. And this is how he finishes the album, right? I'm, I'm going to read this to you. Had to back away from the scale, these snakes moving in tall grass. Ball till I fall, never pass the ball with my bald ass. Aaron Hall fucking these hoes, don't need no hall pass. Straight drop right on the table and it was all glass. Now, I fucking love how this ends with a Breaking Bad reference. If you've watched Breaking yeah. Bad, you'll know Tuco, I'm going to leave it at that. Followed by an actual Breaking Bad sample of Walter Ashton. I'm, if you know not watched Breaking Bad, I'm not going to spoil it because it's yeah, a key yeah. scene. But I guess you could say this was... An ex- <laughs> Who hasn't watched it by now? This was an explosive end to the album. Yes. It's a, it's a no, spun, it's, it, spun, was, it was beautiful, explosion. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree <laughs> <on that. laughs> yeah. No, it's it's an amazing track. I think we should wrap Split. up now. So, overall, this album's mm. incredible. I don't think it was never gonna be better than Bandana, yeah. but that's near impossible. Yeah. Um, like. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of impossible. The to only thing that, that, considering this isn't even a full album for Freddie, this is uh, like a mixtape for him. Yeah. Essentially, I've... like it's it's not he's not put the time that Pinata and Banana had. It's more these are kind of like the side mm. projects for him. I think Freddie Two is coming out next. I can't wait. I think for that. I think the the only but thing that's going to top Bandana for, for what it is. The only thing that's going to top Bandana is I can't, I can't remember the name of it. That's what they're releasing in 2024. Mad Lib. Mad Have Lib. they said 2024? I think they've said 2024. Have they just said it's um, going to come out? Well, Pinata and Bandana were five years apart. I think I do remember. So it makes sense. Someone from Stones Throw saying it was going to be 24. Um, I can't remember the name. It begins with the C, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll remember it. But, but yeah, no, I agree with you on this one, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, as I said at the beginning, it's set such a high bar and The Alchemist is one of very few people who can mm. go toe-to-toe with Madlib. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were going to do a beat battle, weren't uh, they? Yeah, but I, c- I can't. Who was Alchemist yeah. that, that declined? That'd be interesting, but Fuck I think so. a beat battle against Madlib. But, um... I don't name Alchemist at all. <laughs> yeah, I think they're two good friends to mm. do that, to be honest. Um yeah it's it was insane um I, I i have to put it lower than banana though so i feel like my score is a bit low mm. i mean so i'm I'm bordering around 8.59 because banana was a 9.5 to me but this is it's so solid like there's not a dead moment mm, on yeah here. definitely i mean th- this was this was 10 tracks right and mm. every single track on it was great and I can't name a low point of this yeah. album. And I think when 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 we review albums, there are so many instances where everything's amazing and then there's like one low point that kind of brings it down a bit. For example, Dua Lipa, yeah, yeah. those last two tracks, I wish those were better and I would have probably given it like a 9 out of 10. But I mean, over here, the, mm. it's just no misses, honestly. There's nothing that I, I would yeah. want to change. There's nothing that I think could be done better. 
Um, I mean, this was this was an this was an unexpected drop, but a, a very welcome one. I think their chemistry is insane, and yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got nothing bad to say about this. So, as with the weekend, it's more and a question of why wouldn't I give Al- this a ten Alchemist... out of ten? I'm asking myself. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> that's because probably because Bandana's mm. out it makes this a lower score. If Bandana like... wasn't out, this would be. <laughs> This would be a 10 out of 10, no question. Yeah, oh, that's the thing, because you've, you've tasted excellence, you've tasted <laughs> the next level up, yeah. and now... <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you... Because yeah. this, if this just came out, it'd be groundbreaking. Bandana yeah. was my, my album of the decade last year. Um, for me, it's a perfect album, and we are, in fact, going to mm. do a special review on bandana because his birthday is actually coming up on the 28th of june so be yes. sure to, to 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 stay for that one because that will be fucking it's just going to be me just jacking off madly pretty much but yeah <laughs> it'll be good it'll be a good episode cool but yeah score wise yeah. for me oh fuck man it's exactly the same situation with After Hours, man. I, I think I'm going to have yeah. to score this. I'm going to score this a nine and a half, man. Nine and a half. Do I do, I do nine yeah, or nine and a half? Definitely. Ah. Ah, man. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a a nine point two. Nine point two out of ten. That's very respectable. But honest, yeah, the, we're just kind of placing it because we have to think of there are better albums than mm. it, but this doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So it's it's a weird dynamic. Exactly. Isn't it? It's hard to place. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think. To improve this, I don't even know what to suggest. Oh yeah, I, I can't think of I, I can't think of any suggestions. I, I think the only thing that takes it down is the scale of it. it it's not a big project for mm. either of them. I feel like you know they've they've got their big albums. If they spent five years this on making like an album, much... they they could probably make exactly a masterpiece. I think it's it's just the scale of it that that brings it down slightly. Um, it's not. That's weird because it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's like mm. a quicker release for them. But then it doesn't get that 10 because mm. Bandana was a five-year-long process to make and it shows yeah. in the music. But as know? far as for what it is, um, honestly, yeah, brilliant, brilliant It does stuff. nothing wrong. I think this is an insane album. Go 100%. check it out. We'll be back next week with Run The Jewels 4. Oh, yeah. Which... <laughs> I think it's probably going to top this, but it's so two very good weeks in a mm. row. And then we might do a banana review afterwards. Oh, yeah, so man. amazing, amazing music. A hat trick. It, we needed that after the Nav and Future and <laughs> all those albums we had recently. So as always, thank you for thank listening. You very much. And yeah, see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.